Hello and welcome to the Round Review, formerly known as the Monday Review Panel. And guess what? It's actually going to be released on a Monday for the first time. How good is this, boys? And it's all thanks to Sportsmate, Footy Live and Simmons. And every day across Australia, it's tools up for Simmons because their people stand by their promise to start building your new home on time and on budget. So if you're ready to join hundreds of Australians, they're welcoming home each month. Talk to Simmons, the great Australian builder. I am. I'm going to talk to them straight after talk to these blokes. It's Nick Guglielmino and Gordon Hunter Meredith. Now, I'll start with Nico. I've never seen a man, a man who had a horrific season of tipping, didn't win a multi all year, that's thanks to Sportsbet, our other sponsors, be so happy with himself about getting four out of four predictions right over the weekend. Nico, tell us about your brilliant first week of finals. Yeah, well, that's it, mate. Uh, Last week was the week that we had to, you know, bet our house on a couple of things. And thanks to Simmons. I've still got my house thanks to you. And that's why you need to build yours because you lost yours over the weekend. So it was a great, great first week of finals. It was good. And with all that money you earned over the weekend, you still haven't bought yourself a mic. No, no, not much has changed since Friday's pod. Unfortunately, they don't deliver over the weekend, but I'm working on it. Don't worry. Jeez, it's been a while now. Gordo, you did pretty well also. Now, one of your predictions was debatable. You said Essendon would lose the most painful way possible. Did they? Did you get that right? I think so. I think when you don't kick a goal for a whole half of football <laughs> after yeah, scraping maybe. into finals, that is a heartbreaking way. And I did get some uh, feedback. The most, most painful way, though? How else is more painful than not kicking a single single goal by losing by a point or something after the siren? That's pretty painful. No, I think well, you could. I think that would be like a pat in the back then for the yeah, for the yeah, okay. no, like, We enough. tried hard against a good side. Taken. Instead, it was like you know at halftime they're up and about. At halftime, you know people are thinking yeah. they're going to kick on and and win and upset the doggies. And no, they True. Did not no, no you can have that. What about the feedback? Tell me YouTube. What happened? Uh, so feedback was uh, apparently. The verbatim quote for me last week was that they hadn't won a final in over 700 days, which was short, short stacking it by some amounts. In fact, <laughs> as I think as of today, it'd be 6,205. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Around about that. Yeah. yeah Nick's, Nick's yeah. keeping not, not that Not that it's on my calendar every day. But Nick is <laughs> keeping count. He hates Essendon. So, yeah. So you got, apologies you to that Essendon listener for saying 700 plus. Last time I checked, 6,205 is, in fact, more than 700. But, uh, but alas, they're sadists. They're sadists and uh, good on them. Good season comes to an end. And we overreact to losses. We, they, they got there. They made a final. There's no way that they are worse off than, like, Fremantle, St. Kilda, no, Carlton, no Richmond, West Coast. Like, they made the finals. Congratulations. You got done by a side that was second until, like, two weeks ago. Exactly. They exceeded expectations. I think Absolutely. it was brilliant. So, SM fans should be happy, I think, yes. with that. And we should be happy to hear about Nico's hero. Who is it from the weekend, Nicholas? Yeah, I've gone Alir Alir because oh, he choice. was crucial to Port Adelaide's win on Friday night. He was the best player on the field, or at least, you know, while the game was there to be won. Yep. Um, after the first quarter alone, he had five disposals and four intercept marks. Um, he ended with 11 intercepts for the game from 14 touches, 100% disposal efficiency. Uh, he, the the defence kept Jeremy Cameron and Hawkins quiet all night. Is he the recruit of the year? Hands down. Absolutely. Yes. yes. And there was a lot of talk about weedering as well, uh, missing out on the All-Australian and, you know, who would who should he have replaced um, in the current side? Well, Alir Alir emphatically shut up a lot of critics on Friday night with a stellar, you know, finals debut. And I think that's what makes it even more great is that it was his first appearance in finals and he was that good. 
Yeah. So I don't was, think there were too many critics, but he was definitely, I don't know if he was the best player, but he was most influential, especially that first quarter where a few intercept marks and Geelong had to change their game. I think Chris Scott even said at halftime they had to change their game from kicking it down the line to Aaliyah. And he um, he spooked them, I guess. I, I thought the, the midfield got on top really well. Like Travis Boak, Ollie Wines, unbelievable form. Just the way they're playing week on week. And especially then that that the, the way that power um, pressured the Cats, I thought was insane. Um, and they definitely changed my opinion on them. And I know they beat the Cats last year in the same fixture, but it was a different win, I thought, this time. And I had my doubts over them because they hadn't beaten those top sides during during the year. But I've changed my mind on them. And I think they were great. I think it's a good hero. Um, Gordo, I do you want to tell you that on? I tried to tell you that on Friday as well, mate. With you, uh, the cats, you always know everything. That's why, I know. That's, that's why you finished last in the tipping, Nico. Uh, but Gordo, you go on. Tell me your hero. My hero is slightly different angle, as per usual. We always like to lord the winners, but sometimes the best heroes are those in losing sides. Because when you can lose with your head held high and lose graciously, then you're a true hero. My mm. true hero is Isaac Heaney. Halftime. Sydney was shot. They didn't play great in that first half. And you got two options then. You can say, yep, we've got heaps of injuries. We've got a young team. We're not ready for it. Next year will be our year. Or you can say, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And that's what Isaac Kenny literally did. That, that third quarter performance, that fourth quarter performance, he's just basically jump on my little shoulders. I'm a little man, but I've got big he's heart. not that little. He's still pretty big. He's, for an <laughs> AFL footballer, he's a little man. Yeah, he's, no, he's no Libertore, but like, you know, he's definitely taller than us. Yeah. Um, and he said, jump on board, boys. I'm going to try and carry you all the way home. And it got to the point where literally if he had been spotted up in that last you know, couple of minutes instead of left out by himself, mm. he could have an opportunity to snag it. But he did everything else he possibly could. 21 touches, 11 kicks, 66% efficiency, four goals, one, eight score involvements. And there's heaps of heart, heaps of pressure acts, everything you want to see from, from Sydney. Mm. He is a newer part of that, of that culture, but he has truly bought into that Bloods mentality and he will be a leader for them for a very, very long time. And as much as they, they missed out by a point, mm. they have nothing to be ashamed of this season. They've, they've done themselves proud. They've done everyone proud. And you know, bigger and better things next year, I think, yep. leading on from where they've started off this year. They to get emotional there, Gordo, and, oh. and, and rightly so. I mean, I can't even believe, I cannot believe they lost that game. I mean, they dominated territory in that last term, 17 to 7 inside 50s. They just needed one of those to go through. There was one that Buddy missed, Hickey missed. I think Balmis won. There was just, it just needed one of them to go through when they win that game. They should have won that, that game. You're a stats man. You look at the stats in that last oh, yeah. quarter. They should have won that game. Unfortunately for them, they didn't. But like you said, uh, made people proud. That, that four goals from um, Isaac Heaney was, was ridiculous. Buddy kicked three as well. I wish he had to kick that one in the last quarter. But still, good season. That's a big pass mark for me. I thought they did really well. Um, tell me a highlight, Nicholas. Uh, my highlight, just staying on the same game, was the Sydney Derby as a whole. It was a mm. Sydney Derby for the ages. It was the best game of the weekend by a mile. And not just because of the tight margin, but, you know, it was a game of two halves. So we saw the best of both sides. Um, they both had their run-ons, very similar to that uh, round 20 or 21 clash between yeah. the two. Um, and, yeah, the stars from both sides, as you guys just touched on, um, they were all up and about. Heaney, four goals, Buddy, three Toby Green, three. Papley was at his best. And come the end of the game as well, yeah, there was a couple of late posters from the Swans. You know, it really went down to the wire. Buddy had his moment. Um, it was all set up for him. I thought it was going to be a repeat of that 
07 elimination final. I was wondering when you were going to bring that up. Yeah, and the one-point finish as well. I mean, Toby Toby Green's celebration at the end said it all. So, obviously, there was controversy that followed. But it was, was you know, it was a great installment to this rapidly growing rivalry. In hey, did you, so it was a yeah, great did you, Nick, did you expect them to come back at all, Sydney? I know we saw it before earlier in the season that they did come back from a from a bad start. But could you see it turning around that much, especially in a final? Absolutely. I, I mean, oh wait, you knew it all. Sorry, I, I <laughs> forgot. You did, of course. Very, of course. very good from you. But no, I mean, in a final, you'd expect. Uh, all teams that, you know, play their best footy at some point, even after a slow start, you know, their best is going to come. Hmm. Nostradamus, brilliant. Gordo, tell me your low light. And it happens to be the same game, doesn't it? Same game. It all happened in this game. And mine is Toby Green sees red. And so everything is about the umpire touch. And I'm sure we'll probably get into that at some stage. But mine's actually not specifically about the umpire touch, but about when you want your leaders to stand up and when you want, and when you, when you need your leaders to take a breath and, that's probably Toby Green is amazing at standing up for his teammates. That's why people have been saying he should be their captain. And mm. perhaps he should be. But the way he acted in the second half, and particularly the third quarter, isn't how you want your captain to stand up. We've said on this podcast, you know, we've lauded captains for carrying teams to victory on their shoulders. The Giants didn't get carried to victory by Toby Green. If anything, they were hindered by it. He went quiet in the third quarter. That happens. He got frustrated. Ooh. The turnaround of the, of the high tackle, the overturn when he pushed Justin McKinney in the face, that's when it started. And then obviously, I'm hypothesizing here, but that's the remonstration he's giving the umpire, Stefik, at, at, at three-quarter time when the bump occurs. Mm. Now, whether or not you believe it's not much in it or whatever, it's pretty easy to avoid the umps. And he didn't do it because he was a bit... He's overheated. And the same with the turnover, the free kick. And in a one-point game, those little things matter. And then he goes completely quiet in the fourth quarter because he's rattled. Because obviously, I'd say, in my situation, if I was him, I'm thinking about I'm missing next week. I'm missing next week and he's, and he's lost to the game and, and it's showed by his performance. And so those acts where you kind of just need to take a breath, there is no reason to put yourself into that position. And he's put himself in that position. When you walk at the ump and you touch him, you put yourself in that position to make sure that you're going to miss a week next week when your team needs you. And he's their best player. He's their barometer. He's won games of football for the Giants off his boot. And if you're frustrated, if you're angry and you need to release it, you need to find a less selfish way than what he did on the weekend. So it was a low light, and it will be for next week when they lose to the Cats. <laughs> yeah, today, save it for uh, the Thursday preview. Um, Gordo, you're a harsh man, because I thought, other than the bump, I thought he did everything right. I mean, yeah, I can, I can take those little turnarounds and, and those snaps when he does what he does on the field. Brilliant. And that last act at the, at the end of the game to kind of save the game, to win it, I thought was brilliant. But that, that bump on the umpire is, yeah, it's ridiculous. And he has to be suspended for at least minimum a week. And I think it should be more, but at least a week. I couldn't believe the amount of people that were trying to um, back him up and try and get him overturned. And then there was the, just the one vision where they're trying to slow it down and say, oh, was there contact and this and that. And then the other vision came. You could clearly see that he, he bumped him. You can avoid the umpire. It's silly. We know the rules. Don't touch the umps. Do not touch the umps. And it's frustrating because you want the best players to play and he's going to miss out because of something stupid like that. Um, so it is really frustrating. Um, and he needs to be like uh, this morning, I think Grant Thomas spoke on 3AW and he was speaking about it should just be a fine. You don't want to see players missing games because of that. Give him a harsh fine. But I don't think he can like a financial sanction. That's not going to stop these, these kind of actions. And we've seen it before. There's been a precedent for it. Um, 
No, he's got to miss games. You just don't want that. There's enough bashing and like Nick hates the umpires. Nick Guilamino absolutely despises them. No, I don't. <laughs> and, and you know that that filters down to the younger people, and then at local games, oh, no, you, don't, you don't want to yeah. give disrespect to the umpires, That's right? Rubbish. But this this really this is one of the things you've if, if you don't respect the umpires, that you know you're not going to have more umpires at a junior level coming up and giving a high quality um, umpiring to officiating to the game, Nick. So what do you think? I, about I, just, I don't think there was much in it. I think we're we're only talking about this today because it is Toby Green. If this no, was if this not. was I can mate, I can put my house on it. I can put my wait, wait, uh, wait for I, Thursday I can, to do that. Yeah, I'll wait I'll wait for Thursday, Friday. Um I'll put my house on it. If that if this was Joel Selwood or Paddy Dangerfield doing that, we wouldn't even be speaking. The difference oh, is though, if it was Joel Selwood Toby Green. I'm telling you. You're kidding. If, no, me. the difference is is that Joel Selwood wouldn't do it to the arms. If he did, if he did But he wouldn't do it. That's the point. Ninety nine percent of players know not to do it. We wouldn't be speaking about it. No one would have yeah. picked up on it. It's because the cameras are always on Toby Green. No, picking up a fast. Nico, yes, what it, about it, when absolutely it could have stop. been avoided for a second, Nico? Just, what what about what about the incidents with with Tom Hawkins and Lockie Neal touching the arm? But you're you're kidding. If if no player walks up to an umpire straight for them and bumps into them, that's that's the reason why it's being talked about. I think it's any player, not just because okay, it's Toby it, Green. Was it really a bump? Was it yes. really a bump? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it he, doesn't... he walked past him and they brushed shoulders. He didn't, no, like, he he didn't just walk him past him. He's given him a mouthful and he walks dude. through him because he wants to prove a point because he knows he can't hit him or bash him like he would a player. But he's like, I don't agree with anything he did in that quarter. I'm not going to move my line. I'm going to walk through you because I disrespect you and I don't agree with your decisions. And that's the point. It's not about the act. Like, did he hurt the umpire? If he hurt the umpire, he's going to get arrested. Like, it's not about that. It's about we need to respect umpires in this game. The thing we that do, people, is it, worth, worth, we are, it is worth it because yes. we're big, we're big lovers of the world football game. Yeah. The blight on world football is how when a free kick is given, there's seven blokes in a, in a referee's face because referees are absolutely disdained in the world, in the world game. It, AFL has, has the opportunity to, to actually maintain this level of, of respect for umpires and they maintain that respect by keeping them untouchable, which they should be. Which well, means he has to miss a week. Genuine question: Have we heard Stevic's side of the story? Yeah, he oh, came out today. He, yeah. I actually haven't heard. Would yeah, yeah. Where Stevic, but irregardless, Nico, the the look on that the disrespect for an umpire is is what you want to stamp out of the game. You, okay, you can't have know, that. It's just we haven't really heard Stevic's point of view. Um, so we don't know if there was actually any disrespect. We don't know what they were talking about. We don't know his side yeah. of the story. It's just us. Watch yeah. it from a camera, you know. You you watch. can't you, you can't touch an umpire, Nico. That's the, at the end of the day, you can't touch an umpire. Okay, it that's was, the rules. So uh, in, in in normal society, Nico, you're walking past someone in the street on the footpath, yeah. Yeah. And if you're going to make contact with their shoulder, you usually just get out of the way because it's respectful. If I walk through you and bump, just bump your shoulder. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not punching you in the head. But just bump your shoulder because I'm. I think I'm better than you and I own this space more than you do. I'm disrespecting which, you. Which Gordo well, does I, often, but yeah. Which, that's what, that act was disrespectful. 
Okay. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what he was saying. It wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't physical abuse. He didn't push him to the ground. doesn't matter. We don't, don't do physically abuse. Umpires to disrespect him. Nico wants him to absolutely punch him in the nose before he gets suspended. Yeah. This is, it's big. Triple hey, H, I, like right. I think, I think there's, there's worse things that could happen to warrant a one-way oh, 100%. Wow, but, I just think if it was any other player, we wouldn't be talking about it. That's your opinion. It's the Toby Green effect. It might be trash, but that's your opinion. Um, Gordo, <laughs> what was your highlight? My highlight, and uh, I've got to take my humble pie here, was the was the D's. It was a great, great win by the D's on the weekend. Wow, because you they said showed... they get thrashed. I, I did, and they, they proved me wrong, and I accept all comeuppance. Um, yeah, they flicked through the gears. They went with the, with the Lions early in a high-scoring first quarter. They tried to bunker down the second and third, and they, and they finished off the job in the fourth. They showed everything they possibly need to show to prove they can beat any team on any day. Now they just have to do it two more times to win the flag. Like they're mm. in a great position, and if they're not your favourite, well, that's because uh, you know you it's live in Melbourne. South Australia and you and you think Port's your favourite, so you know that's probably fair enough too. But or, or because it's Melbourne, I mean, history's again. That's the only thing. It's a fifty-seven year wait, and every time Melbourne supporters have been excited or confident, yeah, they've been. But I think down. nowadays that actually always helps you. It helped the doggies in twenty sixteen. It helped Richmond in twenty seventeen. I think yeah. having a having a reason outside of yourself as a football club is kind of handy nowadays, as opposed to being. Um, like a negative. So I think they'll probably get to enjoy that that message and say like, you know, it's COVID, Melbourne's locked down and we can bring, we can bring joy and hope to fans that have been in a drought for 56 years and bring them some happiness in 2021. Mm. I think it's actually a powerful position to be in. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. But I think they'll, they'll, they will remember 2018 where they didn't kick a goal in a half of footy and they got smacked by West Coast. So that, that might play on the mind. Hey, did any of you have any concerns about the forward line? Because, I mean, that was the biggest kind of um problem for melbourne before this season even this season they've been up and down and they try to find the right balance do we get brown in do we get wiedemann who can kick the goals bailey fritch has stepped up unbelievably but they didn't kick accurately at the weekend and they could have won by a lot lot more the game could have been over at halftime uh it basically was but they could have well and truly sealed the game earlier is that a concern for any of you or do not think it plays a part We'll be back after a quick break. I think I think the D's have always been like a goal kicking. Uh, they've always had goal kicking midfielders, um, and bringing in Brown or Wiedemann, you know, just complements that. They've never had to rely on a star forward, and you know they finished top of the ladder because of it. So I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a massive concern for them. They're, they're back in the footy that's got them to this point so far. Brilliant, Petrarca and Clayton Oliver, ridiculously mm, good. Exactly, love watching them play. And so good. Just quickly, sorry, on Oliver, it's normally like you see him burst out of packs and do the grunt work and that sort of thing. But his skills at the weekends uh, were brilliant. The, the setting up, uh, hitting targets, he was clean, he was composed. I loved it. Brilliant. And I think, um, 
don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to jump off the cats because they were always my favourite, weren't they? But I think I think Geelong. I mean Melbourne, sitting in a really good position. Uh, Nico, what was your low light? My low light is the trolls that are going after Cody Waitman. Well, because we know you know four of his goals came from free kicks, and two of them weren't exactly there. But and I understand the tensions are high in finals footy as well. But what I hate about supporters sometimes are the people that target players with abuse on social media, tagging them directly in posts. I don't understand mm. it. Commenting on their latest Instagram photo or worst of the lot, hitting up their DMs. Like, why does that even cross your mind um, with any sort of abuse, especially yeah. the majority of the time when it's not their fault or nothing that's, you know, in their control? Um, that's what the situation is with Waitman now. Was it his fault to receive four free kicks? No. In hindsight, did it have a major effect on the game? Not really. In a, is abuse going to change anything? No. And are you a flog for doing it? Absolutely. So how many times do we have Strong. to talk about social media abuse, mental health, racism, whatever it is, before we start to get the message? Yeah, no, 100%. I agree with you. And he gets in the right spots to do that. I mean, it's still, you got to take your hat off as well. He gets in those positions to get free kicks. It's not his fault they pay him, is it? I think he does what he can for the team. Well, that's it. I mean, two of them, yes. I, I agree that two of them were wrong calls by the umpire. Yeah, of course they were wrong calls. Fault, you know? Yeah, no. It's like you do he what you can to, to... Yeah, no, no, I agree with you. Nick, it's not often I do, but I agree with you. And quickly, you can uh, give yourself a pat on the back because you did have uh, McRae getting over... Was it 35 touches you had him for? And he got yeah. 38 or so? 36, yeah. 36, just. Oh, just made it, Nico. Well done. Yeah, very good. Very good. You've patted yourself on the back all weekend too. You're just absolutely thrilled with your own performance as usual. Actually, not as usual because you had a shocking year in the tips. Uh, All right, boys. Hey, is Geelong going out in straight sets? They looked very old. They looked very slow against Port Adelaide. Are you putting a line through them? Uh, If Toby Green plays, yes, because I think he is that barometer or that X factor. But, yeah, I think... So you still got hope that he's going to get off. You reckon he'll get off? Toby Green. We'll see. I hope so. I hope so because, you know, I've already spilt my opinion, but I hope so. Um, But even without him, we saw GWS beat him a few weeks ago at the Cattery. So they're more than capable of doing it. I don't, I don't think Geelong, you know, well, I don't think any of the sides this year are, you know, great sides. We've seen teams get uh, knocked out in years gone by, like uh, not knocked out, sorry, lose the first week of finals, like Richmond and, you know, Hawthorne during the era, but they're, dynasty teams you know um and they, they're able to rebound but i don't think but geelong did it last year nico oh, and they, like they played a grand final they didn't win the premiership though but I, 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 I think gws are good enough to knock them down i okay. think it's a very even competition all right gordo you were shaking your head i think sometimes the from the outside looking in it feels like the geelong players buy too much into the historical hype about the first week of finals so every year it's the same thing. It's the same two tropes every year when it comes to Chris Scott, the media, and week one of the finals. The first trope is, oh, you don't week week one. What are you going to do? And now he's one and eight, so that won't go away. The second one is, oh, you want to play home games at Cardinia and you can't. You have to play the MCG. You have to play a travel limb. And he buys into that and you know, they do this whole sookie sookie la la thing. Mm. And I think the players can get sucked into that because if the coach is saying it, then how can you not? You know, you listen to the coach. That's their, That's literally your job as a footballer is to do what the coach says. And if the coach is performing and playing and playing the media that way, then like, what can you do but be rattled in week one? But as we've always seen, they kind of bounce back week two, week three. They made the grand final last year off a first week loss. I'm not worried about them. I think the, like 
the Giants beat a Sydney side that were under undermanned and mm. didn't play their best football for four quarters. They've had more injuries. They're going to miss Toby Green. There's absolutely no way he gets off. So I think the Cats get through, and then it'd be Melbourne Geelong again in the in the prelim, and that will be very interesting. I think Geelong is still sneaky to make the granny. Yeah, yeah. I think, so I think Melbourne's Melbourne's shown that they can beat everyone, but as you said, whether they will, obviously it's a 50-50. Once you get to the prelim, it's a 50-50 opportunity. They usually always are. So yeah, that that's right. I mean, I last year when Geelong won that first, uh, lost the, the first final against Port, like the, you know, the same fixture that we saw. That that loss last year wasn't as bad as the one we saw on Friday night. Mm. But it was, you know, the same thing. They turned it around and then they yeah. made a grand final. You know, you but look at it was very un Geelong like though. But I also Port. think it's because Port played better. As you said, yeah, the pressure did. on they the did. pressure on Geelong was immense. Yeah, yeah. They were quite evenly matched last year. I just think Port's yeah, I think just Port's got better and Geelong have probably stayed about the same. Yeah. And about but, the same for Geelong would mean, you know, they're about a grand final team again. And and prove for Port will be their public grand final team again. So let's not yeah. forget though, Tom Stewart. They are missing Tom Stewart. Yeah. And I think we did see how much they missed him again on Friday night. And I'm not saying like Geelong could most definitely beat GWS this coming week and make a prelim. I'm just riding them off for the flag at this point. But yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. Is mm. the red pen out, Nico? Oh yeah, I'm putting the red pen through Geelong and Brisbane. I, I don't think these teams are great enough to bounce back and win a premiership. Yep. Yeah, good one. Um, so there's four teams left. Oh, well, Nick, Nick's never wrong. So this is this is huge from Nico to say that. The the biggest thing for for Geelong also, I think, is they average 105 marks. They only had 76. They couldn't play this style that they wanted to play. Duncan comes back, who you know, a couple months off, and he comes back as best on ground, the best performer. You know, and you know, Dangerfield. I think he had an injury. He was saying, and and he just looked really off. And they looked slow. They looked slow. They couldn't get their ball movement. But I don't. I can't see that continuing. I I, mm. I think they get past GWS at the weekend. Definitely. We had uh, well before we get to Dario's question, who contributes every week, and we really appreciate that. And hashtag round review to get involved in the show. I wanted to ask you about Brisbane. You just said you put a line through them. Uh, Nico, I want to ask you, Gordo, have you put a line through them? Because without McStay and Hipwood in the forward line, they did look pretty lost and they weren't able to, um, you know, really penetrate the score. But they had Charlie Cameron there who kicked a bag of goals. But other than that, they didn't really look a threat, did they? No, not really. And I think chaos teams like Brisbane, they need tall players to target. It's, it straightens you up. It gives you a, a get-out-of-jail-free card. Even if they don't mark it, they bring it to ground and it stays in your forward 50. But if you're just relying on smalls, and Charlie Gunman had a great game, but he's not going to be a target for you to just bail kick out of a situation into. And so mm. their, their game style requires you to have pillars at both ends of the field. And, yeah, at the moment, they don't have it up front. And that's pretty much the difference. Like, Melbourne has those pillars to attack and bring it to ground and keep it in game territory, and Brisbane didn't. And... Melbourne one comfortably. So it's going to be tough, very tough. Hey, quickly, I lied before. Just before we get to diary, I had one more question for you guys. Jaden Stevenson, okay? Is he silly or stupid? No, that's a joke. Is he, is he silly? <laughs> no, it's a joke. Is he silly or unlucky? Uh, because, Gordo, you're all over this story. You explain yeah. what happened. You're good at summarizing things. Yeah, so, you know, we're all in lockdown. We all got pretty bored. And uh, he decided it'd be a good idea after a couple of bevos. To ride his mountain bike down the stairs. Yeah. Now, I've ridden my BMX down the stairs. Like, he's silly. But but I've also broken my nose doing it. So, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, probably not the best thing to do. And he's had a few things. I mean, Collingwood were concerned with some of his his behaviour. There was obviously the betting thing, and then uh, in in the hub life, he didn't really suit that well, and he was a little bit. Uh, I don't know the, the right word to describe him, but he wasn't suited to some of the conditions around Collingwood and uh, his behavior has been questionable at times. This one, does that, does that, yeah, does that fall into the silly category of, of getting, uh, yeah, getting on the bevos and going on your bike and, and breaking your hip or fracturing your hip and then uh, being in hospital and missing preseason? That's- yeah, I think it comes to stage you have to ask yourself, do you, do you want it? Like, do you want an AFL career? And if he doesn't, then that's totally fine. Like, he has absolutely, he has a, he has the human right to do whatever he wants. Like, that's, we, no one can get angry at him for wanting to do that. That's absolutely fine. Mm. You just can't have everything. So you can't have your AFL contract and everything that comes with it, the paycheck, the the pseudo fame, I suppose, for his case, and also just get to do what you want when you want. Like, you just can't have everything. So yeah, I think there's a responsibility. What, it depends what he wants, yeah. and what he's doing is showing his actions and. That's yeah, there's a responsibility that comes with being an AFL player. And I think when you've got a lot of people that rely on you and your body and your performance, doing things like that is uh, not the smartest thing. I think it is very silly from Jaden Stevenson. Okay, Dario, he asked us this. He wanted to give us a grading of it. So let's pretend we're school teachers. So the year's finished. We give a grading to all the teams that season. their season is finished. So all the teams now, except for the ones still alive in finals, I'm going to read them out. Be quick, short and sharp with your gradings. Um, No preparation. So just whatever you think off the top of your head, we'll go from last. We'll go for North Melbourne. Boys, what's the grading for North? Nico? C. C. Yep. C plus. C plus. They exceeded expectations. That is pretty good. That's a C plus performance. Collingwood? Mm, D. D, on, did you say? Yeah. That's not a uh, It's slightly a pop. Oh, uh, it's a D. Yeah. It's a D? Uh, On-field is a D minus. They scrape by with a 51 out of 50. Uh, off-field, it's an F. Yeah, I've given them an F all round. Finished second last. They've had a horrible time off-field and even on-field. A couple of promising performances, but still, it's a fail of a year. Fail. F. Gold yeah. Coast. Jeez, this is tough at the top of the head. Um. I'll give them an F. I expected more from them. Oh, failed yeah. completely. I think that was a fail of the year, to be honest. Of the year? Yeah. On field, on field, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, on field. Yeah, yeah, yeah same. A lot more from yeah, F, F, yeah, F, F, F for me as well. well. Yeah. Yep. I don't care how more. many. That means be, be making finals this year. And they yeah, that, yeah, I don't really care about you know, the, the comparisons to the, the years gone by and how many wins they've got. I don't care. Like, you look at how they are now, they should. That's a fail of a year for me. Adelaide. Yeah. C. Give him a C. Uh, yeah, on field, probably a C, C minus around about the mark. And off field, towards the end, things are a bit sketchy. So uh, probably a D overall. Yeah, I'll go C minus overall. Hawthorne, big one, Nico. He's probably given A plus. He's pretty happy with the uh, future. <laughs> um, yeah, probably around the same. C. It looks a lot worse in uh, with a few weeks to go, but yeah, they turned the ship around quite quickly. So I'll give them a C. Split the on-field and off-field again here. On-field, B plus. Like they knocked off some huge teams in the back half. Nico's just trying not to be biased. He's absolutely wrapped and excited about what's coming up. Apparently, they've got one of the best lists to go into the next couple of years where they'll be back in the finals next year and winning a premiership by 2023. So, you know. I like think Nico's already Hawks. got his three-peats hat. Yeah. Uh, off-field, 
an absolute debacle. Pretty close yeah. on F between the Presidente opening up his mouth every two seconds and getting it wrong, <laughs> and then the handover that wasn't a handover that handed it to be a buyout. Absolute debacle. That's not how you treat club champions. An F there. Yeah, F for off field. On field, I'm going to give them a C minus because they did the back half of the year. They they sold some hope. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Carlton is an interesting one. Carlton. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. D minus for performance and yeah, probably an F for off field <laughs> as well. Uh, yeah, I reckon they actually got a C for performance. They they finished thirteenth, which is about where we predicted them to finish. So that's a straight up fifty one pass. We knew where they were heading. We we know what Carlton's about, but their fans and their club sold yeah a lot more hope than that. Yeah, so you're yeah, the teacher. You're the teacher. You're there. You're yeah. saying, well, yeah, all right, well, your you did performance. It. We, you performed as expected. Yeah, See, I, off field, didn't even turn up. It's on yeah. F. You didn't even go. Like you got enrolled into university, just didn't attend anything. And you, know, you failed. Me. You you failed before before you even attended the yeah. first class. Not off field for me. Expelled. Um, and <laughs> on field, I give him a C. Yeah, expected. Richmond. Oh well, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, you didn't make finals, so. What are you saying? You? Well. I don't own the club, <laughs> Richmond. <laughs> It's got to be an F, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's an F. That's a fail. It's a fail it's for a me. Fail. It's a fail. It's season. been a bad year. year bad year. You know, F for yeah. Richmond. Not good. Frio. Oh, this is Gordon's little love child. Mm. Well, I'd say a C plus. I mean, they only just... Actually, you know what? I'll give them a B. They missed finals by one game, so that's pretty close. I, I, don't, I didn't expect them to make finals, mm. and they exceeded my expectations. So, yeah. yeah. B. I was obviously a harsher teacher on them, having them make the eight, and yeah. uh, I didn't. So it's a so it's a D. Yeah, uh, fair enough. I'll give them a B as well. They exceeded my expectations. Caught I was on the money with that. St Kilda. D plus, D plus. They were pretty disappointing. They made finals last year. Meant to be a bit better this year. Obviously didn't make finals. So D plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're going backwards, you can't get above a C. So, yeah, D, D plus as well. I'll just give him a flat D. Uh, West Coast. Mm. Not good. Uh, ooh, probably a D plus as well. Oh, you cut out just like West Coast's hope. Um, is that, yeah, sorry. Now D you're back. Plus. Now you're back. D plus. Yep. yep. D plus. Yep. Gordo. Uh, you know what? On field C, off field. But they went backwards too. No, no. On field C, off field F. I think they've been trying to hang on to 2018 for too long. You mm-hmm. can't blame the players for playing the same way when you have the same players. I think they need to shake up their list, but I don't think it's the players' fault. So I think it's off field that needs to change, not on field. Yep, fair enough. All right. Uh, I'm going to give them a D. Um, Essendon. Mm. Fell off. I'm giving them an A plus. Don't give. I don't give a crap. That's a fantastic season. They just exceeded expectation. That was the best they could possibly conjure up, and they did it. I'm still. I don't care how they exited. I'm giving them an A plus. Well done, Essendon. then top student for me. I'll give them an A minus. Finals <laughs> win would have been an A plus. You just hate uh, the, yeah, a, a finals win would have been a ducks this year. Like yeah. they're they're the they're the year nine student that goes to university at the age of sixteen. Like they have, they have rapidly improved this year. They were meant to be they, bottom they four. Have, they, have they were meant to stink. Are, uh, they uh, were meant to stink. 
And I know, but look at the teams that dropped off as well. Richmond will probably take that place back next year. St Kilda probably. Even it doesn't matter, Nico. We can't yeah, they got in. They, they got in, but a lot of those teams were doing their best to lose it as well. You're a harsh teacher. Including us. Harsh teacher. That's all right. No, a a plus here for the, for the Bombers. Well done, Bombers. So A minus. Despite 6,205 days. GWS. No, they're still in it. Don't worry about yeah. that one. Sydney. <laughs> Sydney. Uh, pretty much the same as Essendon. Didn't really expect much from them. Mm. Um, but they, yeah, well and truly exceeded expectations and won uh, formal games in the Bombers. So, A, A plus. Oh, I'm going to give him an A. I'll give him an A. Yep. Really I'll give him a, a B. They were top four all year. They were top four all year. And they dropped really? off a little bit. And then, they, and then they dropped off schoolies. and then they dropped this game to the Giants. Okay, but no one expected them to make the eight either. I know, but once you're hanging out top four, Nico, these it's are not his like, marks. Let him mark who he wants. Yeah. Once you're hanging out in the top four, it's not like <laughs> it's not like the Premier League where you're like, oh, you know, Wolverhampton's in the top four, but they won't play Champions League. Fair they enough. were there, they were there, they were there all year. They were a top four side. They let it slip late. And uh, it, it was still a good year. B plus, B. But not an A year. Not an A year. Yeah, I reckon I gave them an A. Yeah, brilliant. Not bad, guys. Good. Good schooling in. Um, and a good show. Thank you. First round review done and dusted. New branding. Looks good. New energy. You boys are up and about. Love it. Same energy. What's, what's that? Yeah, same energy. Yeah, no, Nico. Yeah, he's the same. I've, I've picked up a little bit. Hey, is it hashtag round review to get involved? Auto nods. Yep, yeah, that's the one. Let's do it. Let's use it. Hey, get involved in the show. We can't wait. Stick around. Uh, midweek, we've got an interview on Good Chat. We've got Brett Delidio, so stick around for that. And then we've got a preview coming up for the weekend. Um, it's all happening here at Sportsmate, and it's all thanks to Simmons. Simmons Homes, get involved, get in contact, and let them know that Gordo, Nick, and Jimmy sent you. All right, guys. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>